0: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts.
1: Procrastination, it had to be A better way for you and me, Sean, boys Okay, we've been putting this off for a while now, but I guess we should finally get down to talking about procrastination. You guys got right to work when we asked you for stories. My name is Brenda Durant, and I'm from Augusta, Georgia. I have procrastinated on learning Italian. I am going to Italy on September 20th. Right now, I can order coffee and say I don't speak Italian. Don't complice Italiano, and scusi, por favor, cafe. Better get busy there, Brenda. But to speak about procrastination from a loftier perch, we reached out to John Perry philosophy professor at Stanford University, where he's also the host of Philosophy Talk, a tireless author of well-received but obscure books and papers on the philosophy of language, the philosophy of the mind, and metaphysics. Perry's new book is called The Art of Procrastination, and it's a hit. It's a how-to book guide for managing and structuring your delaying tactics. Structured procrastination, Perry says, is actually useful. I had a chance to speak with Perry yesterday, but I made him wait for a while. He didn't mind.
0: If you hadn't made me wait for ten minutes, I wouldn't take you seriously. You know, <laughs> that's
1: perfect. As a philosopher, I guess you spend a lot of your time thinking about things that are very meaningful and certainly, uh, you know, fit into a grand scheme of thought down through history, but aren't necessarily practical in the sense that this book is practical. Has this experience taught you anything about? The, the the wisdom of the practical versus the wisdom of the traditional philosopher? Uh,
0: well, yes, I think it has. It's taught me that things that aren't too complicated and not too deep can nevertheless be quite useful to people. Uh, most people are too busy to stop and think uh, about much of anything uh, that they don't have to. And as a philosopher uh, and maybe as a procrastinator, my habit in life is to always be thinking about... Uh, uh something a little bit different than i should be and it leads to good results sometimes i mean you know in my professional life i come up with weird ideas about relatively boring topics like proper names but uh here it does actually seem to help people so what is it
1: that's metaphysical about the art of procrastination or just the practice of it
0: uh metaphysical i don't know that's a pretty deep word uh uh what what's philosophical is that i i think one of the things that gets procrastinators in cl- trouble is this idea that uh, we all have free will and our wills are strong or weak and if uh, we don't have uh a strong will we're some kind of crumb bum uh actually most of us uh get through life by manipulating ourselves in various ways with alarm clocks and so forth and uh, We get a lot done and it's not the end of the world and uh, we shouldn't feel too bad.
1: But I'm just shocked when I think back on my own procrastination experiences, as your book uh, caused me to do, the extent of the internal dialogue that goes on, the the machinations that I am capable of creating to put off something until tomorrow or next week or to assure myself that everything is fine or that, in fact, it's better this way. that, That feels like there's some sort of Socratic something or other going on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> A Socratic something or other, the the inner Socrates. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when is he going to drink hemlock and get <laughs> out of my life?
1: Exactly, uh, the, <laughs> the inner Socrates. If he was an idiot, you know. Maybe.
0: Yes, right. Uh, Yeah, the dialogue you have when you're lying on the couch watching the Ginzu Knife infomercial and asking yourself, what kind of idiot are you that you don't get up and do something useful? You have a webcam Uh, in my house? What is this? Yes, exactly. And and the only thing that stops you is you need to go to the bathroom or, or, uh, you know, the thing is over or um, alarm clock goes off or your wife shouts at you. Uh, I don't know why we're like that, but we are for the most part. But look at you—you're a, you know, you're a famous public radio personality with your own show. So you must not be a complete schlump, even if you do have a tendency to procrastinate. What is the
1: evidence that procrastination is an aid, aside from my career?
0: Uh, well, I don't know if there's any real evidence that procrastination is an aid. All of us procrastinators have these little myths. You know, the adrenaline rush—if I put things off—really uh, helps me do a better job. Or my subconscious is working on it all the time, so the end result, even though I procrastinate, is better. But I don't claim procrastination is a good thing. I I, I'm happy to admit that it's a flaw. It's just I don't think people, for the most part, should feel quite as bad about it as they tend to, because most of us get a lot done while we're procrastinating something else.
1: Well, you know, your book is very reassuring because it does cause you to think about the subtleties of procrastination and. You're sort of alluding to it there. There's there's a procrastination that is a kind of relinquishing of the utter control freak orientation of a schedule and a deadline. Uh, There's a certain impracticality to the deadline. And so you procrastinate to basically accept reality. But then there's a range of procrastination that actually delays it long beyond any sort of reasonable uh, natural state. Uh, and, And how do you distinguish between these various kinds of procrastination?
0: Well, uh, there are various degrees and kinds of procrastination, and, you know, frankly, uh, some procrastinators are nuts, and uh, reading a philosophy book isn't going to help them very much. They need to go to a shrink or get some medication or something. Uh, the way to tell is if your career is falling apart and you're getting fired, then you really have a serious problem, uh, and my book probably won't help you. But, but if your main problem is that uh, uh, you get on the nerves of your colleagues and uh, you feel bad about yourself and you create a lot more stress than you should, then there might be some things in my book that will help. Is it true that this book really
1: came out of some writing that you did that got a a, a much bigger response than you'd almost ever received as an esteemed philosopher at Stanford?
0: <laughs> well, I don't want to I don't want to diminish the tremendous response that uh, my philosophy books have had. I mean, some of have some of them have made it into. Uh, into the high six figures on the Amazon bestseller list, after all. Uh, But but I did write this little thousand-word essay just to pass the time around 1995, just because I was feeling really low about being a procrastinator, and I noticed that, well, most people around Stanford think of me as kind of a go-to guy. I mean, they don't think of me as somebody who never gets anything done. It was kind of a little puzzle, so rather than doing something else I should have been doing, I wrote a little essay. But then uh, finally, uh, the same guy that does the Annals of Improbable Research this last year gave me the Ig Nobel Prize in Literature. Do you know what that is?
1: No, it doesn't sound good, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a, it's a bit of spoof on the uh, Nobel Prizes. They hand them out at Harvard. You get the prize from an actual Nobel Prize winner. But it's for research that first makes you laugh and then makes you think. And... Uh, my, uh, uh, my agent, Barney Carpfinger, who wasn't my agent at the time, read about that and sent me an email and say, hey, if you got a, a book, I'd like to take a look at it. So I pasted all this stuff together and, and gave him a draft of a book, and we worked together on it, and uh, that's how it came about. That is, like most of my projects, with, uh, only with the help of another non-procrastinating person.
1: So I am speaking with an ignoble laureate. John uh, ig- Perry.
0: Ignoble, an ignoble laureate, right? So uh, try to make it fit on my tombstone. But it is—it is, but, it is uh, amazing
1: sure. to hear a, a, just a clear statement from a philosopher uh, or a philosophy professor saying something like, "Perhaps the best way to overcome procrastination is to team up with people who aren't procrastinators." I mean, g-
0: great well, idea, a pretty, duh, pretty it's, good
1: strategy, it, totally good strategy. Do they have a Facebook page? I might like to, you know, friend some of them.
0: Well, see, so yeah, I mean, that's what you've done in a way. You've, uh, I mean, assuming you're honest and you're not just pretending for the interview, you really are a procrastinator, uh, you've, you've put yourself in this uh, radio context where, where, you know, you've got engineers around you and lots of big clocks and little things that flash on air. So your procrastination is, uh, is limited not by your own strength of will but by the context you've put yourself in. So congratulations. Good decision.
1: Thank you very much. Well, John Perry, uh, this has been terrific. Um, John Perry is the author of The Art of Procrastination. He's a professor of philosophy at Stanford University. Should we we air this right away or what do you think?
0: No, take your time. Take your time.
1: If we air it tomorrow, will you be offended?
0: Uh, I I might be offended, but I won't get around to uh, finding out that you did it until I've forgotten anyway. So, yeah, no, that's that's fine.
1: Oh, he's quick. John Perry, author of The Art of Procrastination, professor of philosophy at Stanford University. Thanks so much. Are you a procrastinator? Are you in John Perry's league? You'd be in good company. America's third vice president, Aaron Burr, once said you should never do today what you can put off till tomorrow. And you know what happened to him, right? end up like Aaron Burr. So what are you putting off for a better day? By text, here's a listener story. The list is too long. The only thing I don't put off is my son. Well, I'm good to hear that. Pete Storm tells us that he is putting off physics homework because electrical fields aren't tangible in his mind. Good. Some of you out there must be like Kelly from Miami, who's putting off paying her school loans. Is that procrastination or delinquency? Hmm, you asked the bank about that. Our next listener reaches us by text, having a tough economy. He's putting off finding a job. My company is going belly up in thirty days. The thought of looking for a job depresses me to no end. You know, I I go along with you on that. Just chill. Just give, give yourself a few days. We wish you good luck, though. Tell us what you're putting off. Share your thoughts on procrastination. What do you think of the idea of practical, structured procrastination? Or join any of the conversations you heard this morning. Just call eight seven seven eight 8 my or Post to our site, thetakeaway.org. We'd love to hear from you. I mean, do it now or wait. Doesn't matter. It's okay. That's what you heard. That's the takeaway from this morning's show. I'm John Hockenberry is the thing one